Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Ball and Chain podcast. I am your host, as always, Mark Thomas, coming to you from Southern California. And I am super excited today because I am bringing back, uh, or we have brought back, uh, one of my favorite podcast guests, uh, that has been on a few times before, and he is going to begin making regular weekly appearances on our podcast so that we can replace Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal as the best sports and uh, betting and crypto duo on the internet, uh, on the podcast uh, uh, webosphere. So anyways, uh, you probably have already guessed who it is. I am glad and pleased to welcome back to the pod Jess Udi. Jess, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> I've been good. I've been really good. Jazz are in the playoffs. Jazz are looking good, so I'm good. Jazz are in the playoffs. Jazz are more than in the playoffs. <laughs> number one seed. Jazz are in the playoffs. <laughs> it, 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 it's true. They are the number one seed. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to hold my breath too much right now. <laughs> what did you did you acted like they just like squeaked by to get into the yeah, eight seed or something? Yeah, I know. I know. But look what happened to the number one seed in the East the last two years. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, that's a really, that's a really, uh, low blow right there. <laughs> uh, and let's be real about something. Okay. I don't want to talk about any bullshit bubble play. We saw what happened when the heat had to leave the bubble and, uh, they got their ass kicked by the buck. So, um, the year before that's a little different. I, I think we just got stung by Kawhi and, and Giannis didn't have no playoff experience then either. So, uh, but last year, last year was BS. That wasn't our fault. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll let you have that one. Well, let me just say something. I think I brought this up before, but I don't know if you realize this, but last year, again, the, the year that COVID hit and they went in the bubble, the Heat had one of the worst road records in the entire NBA. Okay. And guess what? They didn't have to play one game on the road in the playoffs. They get to play every game on a neutral site and in their home state for crying out loud. So that absolutely had something to do with it. Also, um, Jay Crowder, I think, was pretty uh, missed. And I'm sorry, but Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson just completely went off in the bubble and you get them on a regular NBA playoff setting where there are crowds and you've got that tense pressure. And I'm sorry, but they wilted, you know. So I, I do think it, I think it made a big, big difference. Now, look, I do think the Lakers are the best team. Uh, and so they were deserving champions. And I do think it was certainly a hard championship to win because of you know, just having to deal with all the quarantining and everything like that last year. But I believe, I believe really that the Heat were a byproduct. The Heat going to the finals were a byproduct of the bubble last year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So but I, anyway. I also think, I also think, to be honest, the Bucks got a lot better this year. Oh, well, no, that's for sure. So let's talk about that first and then we'll get into Jazz. So in terms of the Bucks. A couple of things. One is uh, I think they finally figured out that while you definitely want to get a top two or three seed, well, let's just call it top four seed uh, in the conference, who gives a shit about the number one seed? In fact, I don't even think the Sixers are the first or second best seed team in the East. Um, they're probably third. And so the reality yeah. is, is, yeah, the reality is, is that, you know, the seeding just, it, it matters a little bit. Certainly I'd rather have home court all the way through the playoffs than not. But, you know, going all out in the regular season, like the Bucks did the last two years to try and win like 65 games or whatever. The first year they did it in the 2000, 
2019 to 2020 season. I can understand why they did it. Um, uh, just because, I'm sorry, the 2018-2019 season. I can understand why they did it because they had never done that before. Okay, fine, you know. But then last year to try and do that again, um, you know, when obviously the year before didn't result in anything, it's just like, why bother? Why waste timing? Why waste the time with that? And if, even if you look at the Warriors from 2016 when they won, what was it, 72, 73 games? Uh, 73, yeah. yeah, they broke the record. 73, yeah. They didn't even win the title. And, and it's like, I'm sorry, but there's a little something to be said for, you know, you go all out in the regular season. Uh, it just, it, it makes it hard, you know? So that's one thing. And then the second thing is, is they finally surrounded Giannis with just really great, pure shooters. I mean, Bryn Forbes has turned into Steph Curry. Uh, by the way, I tweeted on January 1st that he was going to make a big difference in the playoffs, and he has. And Bobby Portis, Bobby Buckets, I mean, he's been amazing. Um, you know, and... Uh, uh, Connaughton's gotten a little bit better this year. Um, Brooke is not taking as many threes. And of course, how can we forget True Holiday? I mean, he's been just, you know, uh, I, just I, in my opinion, he, he's kind of in the difference because Bledsoe. Oh my God, just, just <laughs> subtracting Bledsoe. Even if you <laughs> yeah. replace him with Holiday. Just... Yeah, exactly. I remember last year during the playoffs, we would text during those games and he was always your biggest. <laughs> he oh was the worst. God. Right. I mean, I just, every time he would touch the ball, I'm like, no, no, I just get him out of there. He was so unbelievably bad, so unbelievably bad. And so just even subtracting him out of the starting lineup and subtracting him from the team, let alone replacing him with what I believe is a top 20 to 25 player in, in holiday. I mean, it's just mountains of a difference right there and the defense that holiday plays is i mean he might be one of the top two or three best defensive players in the league um so uh yeah huge upgrades and and the other third piece that i would say is different this year is bud so he's not playing the playoffs like he did in the regular season like the last two years where he would go with his standard rotation and have like a 11 or 12 deep rotation he's he's sticking to more of an eight nine man rotation um, which is how it should be yeah, and playing the best players the most number of minutes. But he just wasn't managing it correctly the last couple of years, and he's doing it better this year. So uh, I, of course, I'm biased, but um, I had the Bucs uh, over the Heat in five. They swept. Um, I have the Bucks in six against the Nets. That actually seems to be the kind of um, uh, uh, pick de jour uh, from a lot of people on Twitter and social media. It seems like a lot of people are picking the Bucks in six over the Nets. And basically saying whoever wins uh, the Bucks net series is going to the finals. Cause we yes, know, I, I agree. I nobody agree thinks that. the Sixers are that good. Yeah. I'm behind that for sure. Yeah. So um, and by I, the way, I'm, I'm into that series, honestly, to get a, uh, to get a conference, uh, the conference quarters or uh, semis, it's, semis. The, the conference semis. Yes. Um, the conference semis, like who would have thought a matchup would be this good in the East? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just am, uh, super, super, um, you mean the magic, you mean the Nets? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Nets bucks. Yeah. So I just, I just think, no, no, that... no, no, no. I, I said, I said matchup. Oh, I think it's in magic. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like the East, the East for the past, like, I don't know, 10 plus years has been kind of weak. Like there's not, there's not ever been anything like that exciting over there. 
But uh, in my opinion, uh, this Bucks Nets series is probably the most exciting possibility that we have in the playoffs up until maybe the finals, depending on who gets to it. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of people are saying whoever wins the Bucks Nets series is going to the finals. A lot of people are even saying whoever wins the Bucks Nets series is going to win the finals. I won't go that far. Um, but I do think the Sixers are very far and away the third best team in the East. They are not the number one seed. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and so definitely, I believe the Bucks Nets winner is going to the finals for sure. Yeah. I agree. I don't think the Sixers have anything for them. In fact, in fact, the Hawks, I mean, I think the Hawks give them a run. I think so too. I would, you know, it wouldn't blow me away if the Sixers lost that series and it definitely wouldn't blow me away if it went like seven games. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think it's at least going six. I don't think the Sixers come in and run those guys. Yeah. So I have the Sixers winning in, I believe six. I picked them over the Hawks. Um, I, I picked the Hawks to beat the Knit, the Knicks. Uh, so I wasn't surprised by that. They're just so much more talented than the Knicks are. Yeah. And uh, but I, you know, and then I can't believe the Philly fans. I mean, they were at the end of this last game against the Wizards, they were chanting, bring on the Nets. It's like, do you not know what the bracket is? You're not even playing the Nets <laughs> in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're sleeping. They're sleeping. And, and and it's and also it's even if even if they weren't playing them and they thought they'd play them in the next round, it's like I think the Bucks have a great chance to win this series. So um yeah, so it's gonna be I'm super excited. Uh tip off for the first game of Bucks Nets is Saturday at 4 30 p.m. Pacific, 7 30 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that series. I think it's gonna be like I think the difference is gonna be, I think. I think the Bucks can kind of hit them in the mouth. You know what I mean? Because obviously, obviously the Nets overall, <laughs> like outside of Giannis, probably they at least have three out of the four best players. Yep. Exactly. But uh, but I think if the Bucks play it right, I think they can punch him in the mouth and really surprise them. But uh, here, here's my thing: if I were a betting man, which I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would probably have to say uh, Nets and seven if I'm on that one. Nah, see, here's the thing that I think people are really overlooking. Yes, Durant is obviously still a machine when it comes to scoring, but his defense, for, it, it stinks. It's not that good at all. Uh, and Harden can't play defense. And Kyrie kind of has the opposite problem. He's decent defensively, but he can disappear offensively at times a lot. Um, whereas if you look at the Bucks, they're just and then and then I think there's a huge drop off after that, right? You got Green and uh, Blake Griffin, but I, I think it's a pretty yeah. big drop off after those three. There's yeah. not there's not as big of a drop off for the Bucks after those first three. I mean, uh, uh, Brooke Lopez, uh, Bryn Forbes, um, uh, you know, Connaughton. Uh, you know, I, th I think, and obviously, you know, Bobby Portis, I, I agree with you the whole punching in the mouth, but I just think we're deeper as well, too. And I think we've got more shooters that go six, seven, eight deep versus the Nets. It's, it's three and that's it. I mean, who else is, is going to be out there? And so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe when the Nets big three and the Bucks big three are out there, that's a pretty even game. But I, I just see our bench blowing their bench out of the water. I just, I just do not see their bench keeping up with ours and i don't see their yeah I, I think we're gonna be able to score at will on them i really do hey well we're uh we're on a betting podcast aren't we 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's hear it. Let, let, let's put a number on it. Let's have our first little, uh, little podcast bet. You want to bet me uh, bucks and nets? Let, let, let's go bucks and nets straight up. N- n- name the price here, Mark. Uh, let's do 50 bucks in Bitcoin. 50 bucks in Bitcoin. Done. Beautiful. Everyone's heard that. This is going this is going live out there <laughs> on social media. So you're not going to be able to get out of it. So no stiffing uh, me. Also, also, let me put this on the record. Uh, 50 bucks in Bitcoin makes me think Mark is not very confident because I was willing to go up to, I don't know, two or 300 over Oh, here. fine. We'll do 100. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do a hundred. We'll do a hundred. It's been changed. There we go. Uh, for those of you that, you know, turned off the podcast 30 seconds ago, uh, too bad. Uh, Everyone that's listening the whole way through is going to know that it was a hundred dollars in Bitcoin. I, you know what? I've got nothing to lose because I bet my cousin on the uh, Badgers against the uh, Tar Heels in the uh, first game of the uh, uh, March Madness, and okay. I won. I won a hundred dollars in Bitcoin from him on there. So I'm playing with house money. And Mike, <laughs> Michael, if you're Michael, if you're out there listening, Michael, my cousin, uh, just know that uh, your hundred dollars is now uh, officially riding on the bucks to win the series against the Nets. So uh, there we go. <laughs> I hope, okay. I hope you, I hope you got, I hope you got your Bitcoin wallet ready. Yeah, I do. I do. I'll, I'll <laughs> not to, not to receive podcast. to send, not to receive to send. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Denver, uh, Denver just advanced. Yeah. I had them winning in six. I got on our NBA uh, uh, internally. We have a little contest. Uh, nice. in sports. So I had them winning exactly in six and I picked it. I picked it exactly right. So, uh, that is, uh, that's good for me. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, how about Willard the other night? We need to talk about that. So I actually did not watch that game because I had so much work to do as I always do. <clears throat> and I had to, uh, go take a nap. And so I'm just like, you know, it looks like a great game, but I'm just gonna, I'm sorry. I gotta take a nap. And I turned it, you know, on my phone after my nap and it went to double overtime and he had like 55 points. Dude's insane. Yeah. Dude's insane. Uh, I read that it was the uh, most efficient playoff game of all time that he had. Yeah, he's uh, he, he, the thing is with him is his shooting percentage is just so through the charts. Um, I mean, he just it, and, and he can do it from anywhere on the court. Uh, there's no spot on the court where, you know, he's a he's a bad shot. You, know, you never go and say, oh, that's a bad shot. It's, it, he is very much like Steph Curry in that regard. Very yeah. What do, what do you think they do this offseason? The, the Blazers or the Yeah, they, they need I, – I feel like they need to get him some support there. Yeah, of course. I mean, he doesn't have enough supporting cast at all. Um, is that, was I that right? He, he's not a free agent this upcoming year. I don't, I, I so. don't know. I was actually just thinking that. I can I can do a little research. Yeah, let's talking. just check Let's just check on that really quick. When is uh, he a free agent? And the answer on that would be – oh, not till 2025. Oh yeah, they've got him locked down. Yeah, so that's not happening anytime soon. Well, look, you know what? Here's the reality: when you take those big contracts and you take up a lot of a large chunk of the salary cap, you may not be able to build a team around it. So you just got to deal with it. Although the the thing with the NBA uh, salary cap is like there's a lot of fungibility there. I mean, the Bucks signed three huge contracts: Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. So, I mean, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird for sure. The problem is, is Portland's not a go-to destination. When, you, when you're not a go-to destination, you have to hit it 
big in the lottery, like the Bucks did, right? Because of Milwaukee's on a go-to destination. So they, yes. they hit it, they hit it in the lottery, to be honest. And then once you have that star, then people want to go play. Now, I do think a lot of people would want to go play with Dame Lillard, but the only really top free agent coming out this year is Kawhi. And he's not going to Portland. No chance. Nah, no, you're right. He's not going to Portland. So I don't know what they do. I mean, they're not going to get a good draft pick, you know. So they're kind of in that uh, typical NBA purgatory hell. Yeah, it, it's where Lillard is too good and too competitive to ever get in a low, a low, a high draft pick for them. And then uh, they're yeah. not good enough to actually win it. So it, it feels like, doesn't it feel like the Blazers like perpetually are like always the six seed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, every year. And they're always really good and they always compete the first round. And it's like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't get it. Like, I mean, it, it feels like, I, yeah, I, I, I think where you're going with this is right. You have to pick one extreme or the other. You have to either load up with the stars. It's a star driven league, have that talent, or you just, unfortunately, I hate to say, you got to tank to get draft picks. Yeah. Yep. So, and Lillard, Lillard's not that dude. So, like, they're always going to be decent while he's there, I think. Oh, 100%. They're never, they're never going to not make the playoffs without him. So, they've got to rethink that strategy. The problem is, is he's such a fan favorite. It's like, you know, how can you justify getting rid of him? Um, you know, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you got to kind of get the fans saying, look, we want a championship because – I mean, the Bucks were doing the same bullshit for a while. You know, I mean, they were always trying to make that trade just to get into the eighth or seventh slot of the playoffs. And it's like, what are we doing here? This is stupid. Like, we've got to tear this thing down and build from scratch, uh, hit on a couple of draft picks and go from there and and trades as well. Um, so anyway, so speaking of the West, got to talk about your jazz. Uh, yes. so, for the, so for those of you that forgot, Jess is speaking from Utah. Of, speaking of uh, destinations where players want to play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Utah, number one on the <laughs> list. If, if Kawhi doesn't sign with the Jazz this offseason, I will be shocked. Right? Yeah, right? absolutely. I'm not wanting to live in Utah. So I got a question for you. Is it still true that you're not allowed to buy alcohol in Utah? Uh, that is not true. Okay. So what, what is the... What but are but the, at, at the bars, uh, the, uh, like... The beers have to be uh, diluted. That is true. What do you mean they have to that be diluted? Is, diluted it's with like water? The, the, the alcohol <laughs> content is less. What about if you just get like a martini or something? What do they do? They do with I, that I, too? I, I don't think that is. I think it's just beers. It, it, it's <laughs> weird. I don't know the exact laws on it, but uh, yeah, it. Uh, Are they trying there, to keep everybody? Some weird, so you can definitely buy it. Luckily, luckily, I'm out here in Florida now, though. So, well, we'll get to that in a second. All, Wait a second. I, I, hang on a second. I'm intrigued by this. So, you're saying that when you go to the, there are bars in Utah, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you can buy, you can go to a bar, and you can buy alcohol in the bars. Yes. And it sounds like most hard liquor is fine, but beer, they put water in it to dilute it. I, I don't know if they put water in it. I don't know <laughs> what they do, or if it's some special thing, like. Let me see here. Uh, current current Utah law sets a limit of four percent alcohol by weight in beer sold. At so wait, do they measure? Do they, me- do they measure the pint on like a little scale on the bar? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> like, how, oh, how this is this is too heavy. We gotta we gotta yeah, dilute this but, with water. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's it. They like like they literally have a, a percent alcohol by weight percentage that is like enforced there so 
you can definitely buy it, but I guess I guess some of it is watered down to some extent. I don't know how they wait, water it down, but it, wait, yeah, so kind of weird. What if you go to the liquor store and you want to buy like a 12 pack? Do they open up the bottles at the cash register? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they start, they pull out the hose from the back and they just start spraying it in. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and they go one by one with each bottle. <laughs> and they weigh it right there. Oh God. Sorry to the people of Utah that are listening to this podcast. Uh, we are not, we are not making fun of you on purpose. Uh, okay, so... Maybe maybe that's why it's not a top destination for NBA players. They want their beer good and strong. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> that's why they go to Milwaukee. Exactly. So that, that's why that's why you guys uh, get all the top names. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get back to your team for a second here. Um, so how did you guys make such a drastic turnaround from the last couple of years to this year being the number one seed? Like you guys didn't really change anybody. You didn't bring anybody new in. I mean, no, no. The, I, I mean, in my opinion, the Jazz were an extremely young team last year. And I think they gained some swagger in that playoff series. Also, I think they gained yeah. a chip on their shoulder because obviously I know they feel like they should have won that. They were up 3-1. Yeah. And then they ended up blowing it and losing on a on a buzzer beater by Conley and I don't know. I, I obviously like, I, I just picture at the end of that series, Mitchell uh, walking out crying as he was leaving. I thought that was a good sign. And then they, I think they just came with a little chip on their shoulder this year. They came with some more experience. They had had like a battle it out playoff series where Mitchell had kind of emerged as a real star in the NBA kind of, kind of for the first time, everybody knew he was really, really good. But I think it was that series where people started putting him up in the conversation of the elites in the NBA. And so I think he gained some swagger. I think he gained some leadership. And I think the team just in general uh, just gained a lot of experience through that uh, through that bubble run they had. And so, uh, yeah, I think it just carried on to this, into this year. Like you have Mike Conley, who last year um, was not great. And I think his cohesiveness with the rest of the team has really started to mesh this year because he's been huge this year. And, uh, yeah, it's it, – also, the other one is uh, Bogdanovich being healthy is huge. He wasn't healthy uh, in the bubble last year, and obviously that hurt us. But is he related to I, the Bogdanovich that we weren't able to get in the trade from the Kings, by the way? I, I've never – I've, I've always wanted to know that. Like, are they related? I have no idea. One one's name is like Boyan, and the other yeah. one is actually Bogdan. <laughs> right. So let's yeah, just see. So Bogdan, like, Bogdan no is idea. from Serbia. And what is your guys' first name? Uh, B-O-J-A-N. B-O-J-A-N. And he's Croatian. No, they're probably not. They're probably not. Yeah, uh, unless, yeah, they were <laughs> separated at birth or something. <laughs> possible. I mean, we don't know what they do. You know, they might they might have they might have those customs over there, you know. We got it. If we want both of them to make it to the NBA, we can't let them grow up in the same household. It'll be too competitive. Yeah, exactly. It just wouldn't work out that way. They were so. very, very forward thinking over there. They were thinking, <laughs> hey, how can we get both of them into the NBA and maximize both of their talents? So I do think also. Uh, I, I guess one of the things I'm just so surprised is how good you guys are at shooting threes. Um, Cause you don't like the, the roster doesn't scream three pointers. It just doesn't like, it doesn't come across like, Oh yeah, these guys, but Ingles is money. 
uh, Bogdanovich is money. Uh, Mitchell is pretty money. Um, you know, uh, pretty much money. I, it's just, it's really uh, surprising, you know? Uh, and, you know, they've always been more of a grinded out kind of team. They play defense, yeah. low post, um, you know, rebounding, uh, defense with Gobert type of team. And, you know, when they got bounced by the Rockets, what was it, two years ago? Um, I think it was in four games or or five. I don't know, five games. Yeah, they, it was five. I think we took one that year. Yeah. And so I just have always, I, I found it really interesting that this year is just this leaps and bound on offense. Yeah, it's got- crazy. It's crazy. They, like, just the other night, they, what did they put on the Grizzlies? Like 75 in the first half. I yeah. think they, I think they scored like 50 in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It, it comes down to movement. All of them are hitting right now and their ball movement. I think, I think when it comes to the three ball, there's nobody really on the team that is great at creating their own shot outside of Mitchell. Mitchell. And then on select nights, calmly can do it. But everybody else, like like Bogdanovich is decent at it, but everybody else is just like a spot-up shooter now. And it's like Mitchell will drive and kick. They'll just pass around the arc until they get a good look. And I think I think mostly it comes down to the looks that they get and the quality of them. Yeah, totally. And look, I mean, my Bucks are the number one offensive team in the entire NBA, but you guys I think are second. Um, and I, I would say that you guys are probably a little bit more of a – pure jump shooting team. Um, I think it kind of reminds me a lot of the 2000, 2001 bucks um, that went to the conference finals in seven games against the Sixers, where it was Ray Allen, uh, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell. And they just, they just could jump shoot you, you know, to death and, you know, knock you out that way. Um, We have a little bit of an inside presence with Gobert and Conley, but um, I think it's really, I mean, you know, just uh, about that, that, that being said, you know, the way the NBA is kind of open up today, you know, you guys can still get inside looks in the paint because your shooting is so good, you know, right. Because they have to play up on yeah. all of the shooters. Right. Yep. So I think, I think a lot of other teams use the inside game to open up the outside game. I think you guys use the outside game to open up the inside game. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I do think we're kind of a, like a reverse like that. Right. Um, so Go ahead. But uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. So with that being said, it's I mean, the jazz obviously looked really good. I thought it was funny because Twitter exploded on game one that, oh, it's like the jazz are a fake one seed and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, (laughs) then Mitchell comes back and of course they win the next four games and it's like, oh, Twitter. So it's crazy that when a team doesn't have their best player that they're actually going to get better when he comes back. I predicted that series exactly right as well. I predicted jazz in five. Um, okay. my inkling was that Chris Lewis would win the first game because look, the Bucks had the same thing happen to them in game one against the Heat. They hadn't played for a week. They were rusty shooting the ball. And it was the same thing with the Jazz. The Grizzlies went through the, you know, the play-in games and were, you know, hot and they were, were fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh and hot and in rhythm and you know, uh rest versus rust. I think there is something to, you know, too much rest, um, being rust. Uh and uh and they just you know came out firing on all cylinders. And, you know, once the Jazz, you know, had gotten into their uh, rhythm after the first game, they were fine. And same thing with the Bucks. I mean, they the first game with the Heat went to overtime. They couldn't shoot for shit. Um, and then after that, they destroyed the Heat the next three games. So yeah, I do think there is that issue. And, and I, But what's going to be interesting, too, is now the Bucks and Nets, when they play this Saturday, 
the Bucks will have had a week off. The Nets will have had, I don't know, what, five days off or something like that. It'll be pretty even in that regard. So we'll see if both offenses are clicking or not. But I think there's certainly something to that. Um, so, yeah, I knew you guys would be fine. You guys are just too talented. Now, also, too, Mitchell didn't play that first game, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, that's going to be huge. Right, of course. So you guys, you guys are fine. So I just for my bracket. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah let's hear. I, I let me let me hear this bracket because I like I've got obviously my opinions on it. I was just about to ask you. So let's let's hear your bracket in general. So okay. So uh, next time I'll show this with you in advance. But uh, I'll skip I'll skip right to the spoiler alert. I do have a Jazz Bucks final. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I had the Jazz beating the. I'll just run down this through through this really quick for two minutes here. So I had jazz in five over the Grizzlies. That's coming to fruition. Uh, unfortunately I had the Clippers in six. So the only way they can win is in seven. So we'll see about that. That was one of the one, one of the few missteps I had, I had the nuggets in six, got that exactly right. Um, I have Phoenix in seven. I think I'm going to get that right because I think the Lakers are going to win uh, tonight. Um, and then on the East side in the first round, I had Sixers in, Six, they won in five. I had the Hawks in six, they won in five. I had the Bucks in five, they won in four. I had the Nets in uh, four, they won in five. Um, and then I have the Sixers over the Hawks in six games, Bucks over the Nets in six, Jazz over the Clippers in six, Nuggets over the Suns in six, and then Jazz over the Suns in seven. I think that's going to be a phenomenal series. I think, let's just stop there for a second. I the think Jazz, Jazz okay, we're, we're, we're talking Jazz Suns. We're talking Jazz Suns for the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I think that will be a unbelievable series. Now, people might go, oh, small Marcus, but it's not that way. I don't care. That's going to be a super, super entertaining series. Well, um, their, their last game of the regular season that they played against each other was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's kind of funny because we lost to the Suns twice by one point each game. And I would have loved to have had a second crack at them in the finals. But I do think... I do think you guys are deeper. I also think Chris Paul's kind of not not a major injury waiting to happen. He's, he's always banged up, you know. Well, it, it yeah, it me. looked like he, it looked like he was going to be out for a minute at the end of last game. Yeah, but I he's, mean, he's a, back tonight. I mean, would it really surprise you if he missed a game or two? And that's <laughs> no, no, he always does. Yeah, exactly. So, um, plus you have home court. Plus, I think you know you just are better defensively and uh, rebounding as well too. So um yeah home court home court's gonna be big in that one because like there's a few things that i'm a little nervous about did you say so the clippers maverick series did you have the clippers winning i did i had them winning in six which i thought was going to happen going into the game last night yes so did i i thought it was over i thought it was over i mean and and uh Donkic is banged up and hurt yeah then his body language of like with being banged up in game uh four i was like the clippers are winning the next two games so i i'm to be honest i'm actually a little bit worried about the matchup with the clippers for the jazz the clippers the clippers always play they have no mental toughness at all yeah it's true it's true they don't they don't but they match up pretty well with the jazz and they always play the jazz pretty well Really? Yeah. In fact, let me see. Let me see what the what the season uh, split is with them. The Clippers, the Clippers won in February, one sixteen, one twelve, and and then the Jazz. It's three one Jazz, but 
yeah, yeah. It, well, it there is. goes that I, theory. I guess, <laughs> I guess I have that. Uh, I guess I have that February 19th game fresh on my mind. <laughs> a one four-point loss, and you're worried of a no, losing no, that. Where's I, you I, I don't when know. When you win the man. other three games, I, I don't by know. Thirty it, points it just, each. It, what were they the, worried me the, a little bit. I what think were the scores if, uh, in the other three games? What were the scores in the other three games? Uh, the Jazz won by six. <laughs> the Jazz won by 18. And the Jazz won by 20. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you were worried somehow about playing the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the 20 point one was a preseason, though. All right. Oh, well, Apparently, we count. only played them three times okay. this year. Yeah, but still, but, like, you're, uh, you're a better team than them. Come on. Yeah. I, I personally, though, just based off, uh, like, I, I don't know. You're right. They have no mental toughness and they wilt in any close game. However, yeah. and their coach, uh, Tyron Lewis, sucks. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. That's true, too. <laughs> it's uh, I, I would, I would rather, it, like, if I'm being honest, I would rather play the Mavericks any day, though. Yeah, so you know that's actually funny because the the Mavs are actually the Bucks kryptonite for some reason. I don't know why we lost them both times pretty handedly. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We just are not that great against them for some reason. Uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, I well, okay. Look, I will say Kawhi is an X factor. You never know; he could just go off. Yeah, and and if Kawhi decides to go off one game, it's like yeah, it happens. And and Luca has it, but I just don't feel the Mavs are like I. <sighs> I mean, poor Zingas is hit or miss. I feel like everybody else on their team is extremely hit or miss. Yeah, I actually stand corrected. The Bucks did win one game by three points, but the other game we lost by 15. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like the matchup against the Mavericks. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I still th- – man, that's a tough one now at this point. I mean, so the, the, the home team hasn't won a game in that series. Well, yeah, which is crazy. It, it, yeah, that one's blowing well, my mind. So a couple, a couple things here. Look, first of all, we haven't even talked about all the COVID restrictions in California, but I'm telling you, like to play in front of 2000 people, like I, I don't, I'm not surprised that the Clippers haven't won a game at Staples. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's not a real home court advantage. It's not any home court advantage. And then when you, when you see these other arena, all the arenas are full now, except for yeah. Staples and yep. well, now the Blazers are out. So not even that the only arena now that's not full to full capacity is uh, staples it's just unbelievable i mean there's such there's such idiots so anyways um i think the clippers would win game six and then i have no idea what's gonna happen in game seven at this point so you okay okay i think i mean i'll stand by my pick of, i'll stand by my pick of picking the clippers they are the better talent more talented team but i mean at this point i think it's i don't know i can't see either one of them you know jazz jazz mavs this year jazz won by 12 19 and and then lost by eight. Yeah, I think it'd be fine against them. I don't. I don't know why yeah. would be worried. So, Suns though, Suns though, uh, that you're right. That is going to be an absolute dogfight. And I, I actually think the Suns are going to win tonight. I'm watching this this game right now, and yeah, LA, LA just looks out of sorts right now. Yeah, look, I mean, LA's offense sucks. I still think they win this game tonight, but losing, they're going to get crushed in Phoenix on Game Seven if it goes through Game Seven. Um, and I think Nuggets Phoenix is a good is a good semis uh, round and semis matchup. Um, well, whatever. Anyways, either way, whoever you play, Clippers or Mavericks, I think you're beating them. And, and yeah. Jazz, Jazz Suns is going to be amazing. So we'll we'll come back to that one later. A glass game that we haven't touched on so far yet, which I mean, I don't know. I honestly wouldn't even surprise me if Atlanta won. Is Sixers Atlanta? So look, I think that 
I have I have Sixers in six winning. Uh, Sixers winning in six games. I, I agree with it. Yeah, but I mean, would we be that? We we wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. And would we even be that surprised if it, if the Hawks won that series? No, honestly, the Hawks look really really good. They are just very very strong offensively. Their defense yeah. stinks. Their defense is bad. But I don't I don't think the Sixers can really take advantage of that. I don't think the Sixers have enough offensive firepower. I mean, and you can say their defense is bad, which it might be, but it's like the Knicks, the Knicks struggled. Like what, what did they score in that, in that last game? 80 points. 89. 89. Yeah. So I, I, the Sixers are not as woefully inept on offense as the Knicks they, are. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, they can yeah. score way more than the Knicks can, but my issue with the Sixers is, they still can't score enough to keep up with the Hawks. Theoretically, I think they will because I think Embiid can really go off on them inside. Um, I still like six games. I think it might go seven now after watching the first round. I I don't think the Hawks would win, but it wouldn't. If you're like which which matchup in the second round most likely would you see kind of a, a you know an upset? And I I would say it would be that one. It would not. It would not. Overly surprised me, especially if Embiid's missing any games uh, yeah. for, them to, for them to lose. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Anthony Davis just left injured again. <laughs> yeah, no, we are yeah. we are we are recording this Thursday night uh, at the start at the end of the Nuggets Blazers game and the start, which already finished uh, the Nuggets one and the start of the Suns Lakers game. It's currently fourteen seven. Uh, Suns Lakers in the first quarter, and I, I still stand by my pick that the Lakers will win this game. I think LeBron not without just, AD, Mark. Not without AD. It's maybe, bad. but but LeBron also. LeBron also is going to you know he's going to look. I don't like the Lakers. I'm not a Laker fanboy. By any yeah, but I still would be shocked if they lost. And now I don't know. Paul looks a little banged up too. But yeah, um, he is. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, all right. So you have recently, we'll switch gears here and talk. Okay. Let's talk, okay. Let's talk, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little football because we actually haven't. You and I haven't talked since the. I think it was a divisional. We game. we no 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 we we talked uh, the week before the Super Bowl. Oh, we did talk after the NFC. Yeah. So you are currently you've moved Tampa temporarily. You are a diehard, crazy, get on your knees, uh, <laughs> worshiping Tom Brady fan for some reason. And, uh, but you don't care what team. So when he was on the Patriots, you were a Patriots fan. Now he's on the Bucks, so you're a Bucks fan. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, I actually thought I was a Patriots fan, to be honest. Like, if I'm being honest, uh, and I still, I still will be when Brady retires, but when he left, it just made me realize that I'm actually more of a Tom Brady fan than I am a Patriots fan. So that, that's what happened there. So I, I, I'll, I'll be a Pats fan. I'm still a Pats fan, but at the same time, I'm like, I just love me some Tom Brady. <laughs> but, you know, you've got Cam Newton with the Patriots. That is true. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't he like, doesn't he like look like he's playing basketball when he's out there? He's like spiking the ball like two feet in front of himself every time. Like he's is, does he does he forget he's playing football instead of basketball? Like bouncing the football off the ground like as he's running around. Maybe he think maybe that's the problem. Maybe he thinks he's playing basketball this whole time. Yeah, I think I think that could be it actually. Yeah, after this year. So maybe I, maybe that's who the Blazers should sign when they are talking about getting Dame some Mark. Dollars. 
Mark, you're a genius. Oh my God! Did you <laughs> sign Cam Newton? He'll be bouncing that ball around around Dame the whole time, weaving in and out of traffic, <laughs> then throwing the ball up to God knows who and hoping it goes in. Yeah, I think I, I think we solved. The, I think I think we solved the problems for both the Patriots and the Blazers. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Because anybody <laughs> could start in his place for the Patriots this year, and they get improvement. <laughs> kind of like, kinda, yeah, yeah, kind of like Bledsoe. <laughs> that's what, we, that's what that, oh, we figured it out. Cam goes to play for the Blazers. Bledsoe goes to play quarterback for the Patriots. Done. Oh, I Done. love it. That and is everybody considers Belichick a genius. <laughs> How has he not thought of this yet? <laughs> Can you imagine if you signed Bledsoe? <laughs> Wait, you had a quarterback named Bledsoe, right? Yeah. Oh, Everyone thinks it's Drew Bledsoe. No, 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 no. The announcement goes out on Monday morning. We've signed Bledsoe. They're like, oh, wow. They're bringing, Drew, they're bringing Drew Bledsoe back. No, no, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think this game's over i think the lakers are done it's 21 10 right now no 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 it is 27 to 10 you're a little oh, behind man, over yeah, my, my uh my uh I, my feet's a little behind i think booker just hit three consecutive threes yeah i mean well i'm okay i picked the, i picked the Suns. i just picked them yeah 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 so you're still good on your picks like yeah. but lebron lebron this series like he's been leaving the games early he's been not running back on defense because he's getting a little mopey over there so now yeah. that they're down 17 i think lebron checks out and i don't think they're coming back plus they don't have a fan uh fan base to uh <laughs> right get him back in the game here totally yeah totally and uh, I get bonus points for picking the number of games correctly, but that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll live with not getting the bonus on that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, you know what? Okay. So look, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the COVID situation here for a couple of seconds. So every state except for California has uh, uh, California and Hawaii has removed their mask mandates. Every fucking state for those that are vaccinated. Yep. yep. And all the NBA arenas are fully opened up except for Staples center. All the um, almost all the baseball stadiums are fully opened up. It's just completely un- unbelievably ridiculous. Finally, Newsom came out and said June fifteenth that they're reopening everything up fully to one hundred percent capacity with no mask mandates. So I have been traveling across the country for the last fifteen months, and I've had several trips to Florida, and I have seen the way the rest of the country has moved on from this months ago. Not weeks ago, months ago. Yeah, you're right. And I'm sorry, I don't believe that just because they flip a switch on June 15th here, that all of a sudden everyone's going to rip off their masks and go clubbing like it's 1999. I believe it's now. In, in, in California. In California, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. I believe okay. it's been ingrained in the culture here now that people look at it as a badge of honor. It's obviously political, all that kind of stuff. And the reason I'm bringing yeah. this up with tying this into sports is because you know, when you look at the Lakers and Clippers having still cardboard cutouts in their arenas, when Madison Square Garden has 17,000 people packed into there, it's like, what the hell is California thinking? Like, yeah. And, and and as far as, as far as politics goes, like New York and California are like in the same vein. And so I like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand why California can't fill their stadiums with New York. Like everybody in that New York stadium still wearing a mask. Put them in there with the mask. Like, you know what I mean? 
Get I don't believe vaccinate. There, I don't believe vaccinated people have to wear a mask indoors there, but I'm, I could be wrong on that. But anyways, the reality is, is that they think they're special here. That's the fucking bottom line. That's the fucking bottom line is people yeah. here. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. We're different because we're California. And yeah. so it's just it, the hubris really makes the, or the hubris really makes me mad because like, I just believe that other states got it right. And this one did not. Um, you look at the unemployment, it's super high. You look at the homelessness, it's super high. You look at crime, it's super high. Uh, you look at the number of businesses that have shut down, it's super high. Meanwhile, and this, by the way, oh, this ties into Bitcoin, the Bitcoin conference that's going on in Miami right now. Oh, do you know it was originally scheduled for LA, but they don't allow any events to happen here. So yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And so my point, my big point in bringing this up, other than to, you know, kind of express my uh, displeasure with all of it, is it's impacting like all these things, like it's impacted sports here. I mean, how can you as a Lakers fan get up for playing in front of two or 3000 people when, when you're going to Phoenix, they've got 16, 17,000 fans in the arena. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, from a, from a, 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 you know, a technology or a conference, a, you know, a startup perspective or, you know, a, a, you know, a, a business perspective, you know, you see that, you know, all these things, all these events and conferences are happening in all these other places, you know, but nothing's happening around here because they won't let it. It's like, well, what the hell? Everything's fine over there. And so it's just, it's just fucking lame. Like, I mean, come on, like, what are we goddamn waiting for? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I'm 100% behind you on that. It's crazy. I heard your I heard you moving to Miami though. No, don't don't jump to that conclusion. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, what, I thought what, you were gonna come join me in Florida. I thought that was cool. <laughs> well. So here's the thing: been to Miami three times in the last six months. Been to Florida six times in the last 12, 15 months. Love Miami. Strongly considering moving there. And I, I look, I, I would say this. I think it will happen uh, in the next six to 12 months. No, not even that, six to nine months. But it can't happen anytime in the next like few months. Just too busy with other stuff. And, and look, I, I, I do want to give California kind of one last chance here to get it together. So if after all the restrictions get removed here June 15th and everybody does go YOLO and act normal like the rest of the country is, I can stay here and be happy, very happy, because I do love it here. Yeah. But if it ends up being like June 2020 in June 2021, no, because I know the rest of the country isn't like that. That's bullshit. So that's that's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say that I blame you. So. so what is it like living in Florida? How long have you been there? Do you love it? I've, I've only lived here for a little over a month. And yes, I do love it. I like it a lot more than Utah, to be honest. And you grew up and lived in Utah your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. I've actually never like uh, officially lived outside of Utah. So it's been good. I'm excited to not have winters anymore. Is that because you wanted some good diluted beer? To drink on the weekend. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm gonna miss that. That's the thing I'm gonna miss most about you. What are you gonna do when you drink? A, what are you gonna do when you drink a beer in Tampa and it's a normal alcohol content? Are you gonna like? Are you gonna pass out on the floor of the bar? <laughs> it, it probably is. Like, yeah, I'm a little, like, I'm a little nervous over here. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to. The, you're gonna go to the Buccaneers game to watch to watch Tom Brady. They're gonna serve you a beer 
and you're going to be so overwhelmed by the alcohol content. You're going to pass out. You're not going to watch the game. <laughs> I know, right? Got those season tickets for nothing. <laughs> Wait, did you already buy season tickets to the Bucks? No, no. So I'm trying. Like, I, I have this girl that works Wait a minute, wait a minute, Bucks. wait a minute, wait a minute. You're trying. Yeah. Is it really that hard to get season tickets for the Bucks? Well, I mean – Kind of. It actually is. Like, well, I guess I'm looking for specific. I want, I want lower bowl tickets in between like the forties somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I've got this girl that works for the season ticket office and they're all sold out, but every now and then they become available. She's called me twice and I've ended up having to call her back an hour later and I've missed out on both times, but yeah, I mean, it's not crazy. So I'm, I'm currently in the process of trying to get them and I'm hoping to have them locked down before the season starts. Right. Well, I think you've got a good chance to get them. And, you know, the thing is, is that, yes, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, Tampa's not that big of a football town, right? So, yeah. it, it, it strikes me much more as a lightning town, actually. They love their lightning over here. Right. That is for sure. So, are you a hockey fan? You know, I love hockey. Uh, and I actually enjoy betting on hockey, to be honest. Uh, so, betting got me into it. However, I have never been to an NHL game. What? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah, we don't have a team in, in Utah. We well, have, like, a, a farm team called the Grizzlies. But, uh, yeah, I've never been to an NHL game. So, I'm thinking of going to uh, game four of the Lightning Series on Saturday. So, we never had a hockey t- an NHL team in Wisconsin at all either, which, by the way, why are there no hockey teams in Wisconsin, Utah, and there are hockey teams? There are two hockey teams in Florida – uh, hockey team in Carolina, hockey team in Phoenix, hockey team in LA, uh, hockey team in Dallas, uh, all these Southern locations, but there's not a hockey team in Utah and Milwaukee where it's cold and snowy and icy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get it either. I don't get it. Maybe, I, I mean, maybe they think that the Utah market couldn't, wouldn't support like a hockey team, but it's like, I mean, we support the jazz. I mean, honestly, Utah, Utah kind of, supports any professional team that comes around here because we've got nothing really better to do over there so it's like i think a hockey team would thrive in utah if i'm being honest oh yeah 100 percent. now i do think i could see the argument being made that wisconsin might not be able to support a fourth professional sports team because obviously it's packers number one bucks or brewers excuse me are like 1a like they, I mean, they always draw top 10 in attendance, even though they're the smallest baseball market. People love go, getting outdoors in the summer months. They love going to games indoors when it's cold because they have a retractable roof there. So the Brewers are are, are total hot commodity. And even though the uh, Bucks might be, you know, kind of third to all of that, they are still, they, they still sell out most of their games um, and have pretty rabid fan base too. So I, I guess I could see that. But the, the thing that gives me pause there is, you know, Milwaukee is a very blue collar town or Wisconsin is a very blue collar state and hockey is a very blue collar sport. So you would think that they would absolutely have, you know, a hockey team there and probably do just fine. But maybe there's just, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, it's, it, and it's a little yeah, surprising. Hey, Mark, I, I actually just got an idea. You ready? Yeah. So after, after you get this, uh, like, like everything locked down and, and Zen sports explodes, uh, you and I are going to buy a hockey team and be co-owners in Utah. <laughs> but I don't like, I don't like diluted beer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say you had to live there. I, 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 I can run the day to day. I'll move back. You can, you can run it from there. We'll just, yeah, we'll just buy I'm, it together. I'm thinking 
something more like San Diego, you know, or they, <laughs> they don't have any professional sports teams there now, except for the Padres. Um, and I mean, San Diego and hockey, you know, people are ready to get out of the uh, sun and into some ice and cold. Uh, you know, we could market that appropriately. Or the other alternative is Miami. So, you know, the Florida Panthers, they don't play in Miami. They play in whatever, Jupiter or one of those towns. Okay. Okay. Uh, so there could it could be a double market hockey team in. Uh, hey, that's true. Yeah, that's for, true. For down there. All right. I, well, either way, either way, we're buying a hockey team. It's done. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is uh, is contractually like sound, right? Well, I think yeah. I mean, maybe maybe with the the hundred dollars in Bitcoin winnings I get, I'll put that as, <laughs> I'll put that as a I'll put that as a down payment on the hockey team. I'm gonna buy. <laughs> but that means all, but that means you're a hundred dollars poorer. So it's still only a hundred dollars going towards the team. Yeah, that's true. And like, that's the last dime that I actually have in my name. So like, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to, oh, so now you're going to, now not only feel good about yourself. Now, not only am I going to win this money, but I'm going to have to feel guilty in doing so. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to have to, <laughs> I am going to be living on the streets after that. I might not be able to do the podcast anymore, but Hey, at least you're living on the streets of Tampa and not Utah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I won't be freezing in the winter. So, Hey, we're good over here. <laughs> maybe you should, maybe you should hang outside. What is it? Raymond James stadium or whatever it is. With a little tin cup, Tom Brady sign, uh, and uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll make a donation on the way out. You know, I think I might do that anyway. Now, great idea. <laughs> or you know, or I got a better idea. You can petition Belichick to be <laughs> Bledsoe's backup. <laughs> that's that's that you connect and collect a nice you know whatever three four hundred thousand dollar your salary uh you know sit on the sidelines to watch all the games uh you know you get an upfront tutelage from eric Bledsoe on how to <laughs> so i i know we're i know we're on football but uh you gotta hear this uh stat line so first off phoenix is up 36 14 at the end of one devin booker is eight of nine six of six from three with 22 points after one wow yeah he's a stud he's so good yeah yeah he's yeah, a top 10 a... he's a top 10 player in the league now in my opinion i i agree with that yeah, when he's he is. on, when he is on, that dude is on, and he's on more often than he's off, right? I mean, that's what I mean. Yes, yes anybody when they're on is is great, right? Uh, Brandon Jennings was good when he was on, but um, you know the fact that he's really consistently on. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't wilt under pressure. He uh, he he actually like he's got that right like kind of macho like you know doesn't take shit attitude and just goes out there and kicks ass. Um, yeah, which which you love to see, you know, in especially in important games. And so, yeah, that's the one thing I could I I, I, I thought the Lakers would win tonight. Uh, I didn't put any money on it, uh, but I'm not surprised, you know, if he takes over and just, you know, crushes them. How much amount of their misery? You, how much are you gambling these days, Mark? No, I'm not because I haven't I haven't placed a sports an actual actual sports bet in like a couple of years because. You got to recognize when you are in the throes of startup life, you don't have time for that. And, um, and, and it's just, it's just too much. Like you got to, if you want to bet, if you want to bet successfully on sports, you've got to put in the time and the research to be able to do so. And nobody, those that are not startup entrepreneurs just don't understand how intense and work, how much intensive work it is 
to do a startup, um, especially kind of in the series A stage where you're really in, you know, growth mode and we've got all the regulatory stuff. So uh, that yeah. we got to do as we introduce market, I just, just literally don't fucking have time for it. So, um, and we do, we do like free internal contests here to, at Zen Sports where um, we can win prizes, uh, which is, which is nice, but there's no cost. So it's not, you know, officially gambling, um, but we can win prizes. So like we're doing a thousand dollars for first place for the, um, you know, internal betting uh, for the internal, um, uh, you know, NBA contest, just as like a, it's, it's like a, it's an, it's like an employee benefit, right. You know, and, and we want to, we want to, you know, uh, uh, be involved in the world of sports, but to actually be placing bets like day in and day out, just no fucking time. I mean, it's just something else yeah. to say about it. Yeah, that's true. I get it. And, you know, I've got, we've raised, you know, 6.4 million in funding and, you know, we've got almost a hundred shareholders, um, you know, in the, or, or uh, investors plus shareholders in the company, and so it's just, it's just a lot, you know, you, you can't, you can't really do that, but, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously at some point we'll, uh, we'll get back in that. How's how's your sports betting been going? Uh, I've taken some time off. I, I hit some every now and then I, I went on a little, I went on a little cold streak for a while and decided I needed to, uh, <laughs> to relook at my, uh, I, what do you call it? My processes, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, you're smart, right? You, you just, that's the thing with betting or gaming or gambling in general is like knowing your limits, knowing when it's time to quit. I mean, that is, that is really, you know, definitely an, it's, it's such an important thing. And, and I want people to do it. Like I, I care about responsible gaming a lot, um, you know, and, and how we manage things at Zen Sports and, you know, and how other people, you know, gamble. And I, I want to see, I, I want to see people gamble responsibly. I never want to see people, you know, out there like, losing their last dollar or borrowing money to gamble. All those things are just really, they don't do, they don't do a bit of good. Um, it should be a form of entertainment. It should be for fun. It should be kind of a cool way to say, Hey, I got this right. You know, people like to predict the future and, and stuff like that and have a little bit of something on it. Um, but it shouldn't be something where you like, I got to win this hundred bucks or I got to win this $500. It so just, that's just, yeah, that just that, that's when it gets like even unhealthy at that point. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's extremely unhealthy if that's what, if that's what's happening. So yeah, well on that depressing note, I think we should end it here. <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> hey, hey, if it's time, man, we, uh, yeah, we, what, what, what time are we at here? Oh yeah. We're, we're over, we're over an hour. We, we should wrap this up because I've got six more hours of work to do and, uh, you're an investor in Zen sports and I'm trying to give you a better life. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I appreciate back. it. Let me I get back to work that. here, man. Yeah, we'll get into football. We'll get into uh, all the other good stuff next. Yeah, time, we're doing this. Way. We're doing this weekly now, so um, yeah. we got pl- well plenty to talk about the next week. And uh, until then, buddy, uh, this was great as always, and can't wait to chat again. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate you, man.